0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Wellish. This is your kind of toxic, kind of well, main fucking ish. I want to start this episode a little bit differently than we normally do. Don't think I'm a fucking weirdo. All right. I'm only doing this because it works. It worked for me at least and I loved it and I think you all deserve it too and I think you all need to cherish it too. So this is how we're going to start our fucking episode today. I want you all to take your right hand to your left shoulder blade and your left hand to your right shoulder blade. We are giving ourselves a hug. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but bear with me. I want you to sit there and hug yourself just for a moment. If it's not available to you, if you're driving, maybe giving yourself a half hug with just one arm, you know, not condoning taking your hands off 10 and 2. If it's available to you, half hug. Maybe if you're in public, you're at work, you don't want somebody to see you. Hugging yourself, just pretend like you're doing a nice upper back stretch. But whatever you need to do, take this moment now, give yourself a hug. You're welcome to think about things that you're proud of yourself for. You're welcome to think about things that you like about yourself. But truthfully, I would like you to just sit there and appreciate what you're doing right now just appreciate the hug maybe you rub your fingers on your back or on your arm you know just kind of sit there with yourself for a second all right you may release enough of that but didn't that feel fucking good <laughs> I I did it the other day and I thought it felt fucking great like it was like one of those moments that I was like damn like thanks me I appreciate you fucking out here carrying us on by your back. What is that saying? Out here carrying the whole team on your back this whole time. You know, you deserve a fucking hug. So I just wanted you to give yourself a hug in spirit with today's episode. I just think it's so funny that we spend so much of our time trying to get other people to appreciate us. We spend so much time, you know, trying to make Our significant others understand all the bullshit that we've been through in our lives. We try to make our friends understand situations that we're going through. We try to get our parents approval and, you know, get them to understand why we're doing the things that we do. But nobody ever 100% Truly understands you because nobody's known, you know, your super lows and what you were actually thinking in your head. And nobody understands your true perception of the world. Nobody knows how you've come out of those lows and what it took for you to do them. And the biggest thing is they don't know it all combined. They don't know how you processed it in your head. They don't know, you know, how they don't know the what you felt in your soul to to do that. They never will fully, 100% understand you. But you know who will? You will. You do, dude. You do, bro. What are you doing? And you're just sitting here shitting on yourself constantly for why, for literally why. You want everybody to understand you, but have you even taken the time to take a step back and try to be understood? Riddle me that. Riddle me fucking that. I'm all wellished out today in my brand new hoodie that you can now purchase on wellishpodcast.com. I'm going to be doing a free giveaway with the hoodie, so keep an eye out for that on Instagram. But also, if you're here with me on YouTube, I am in my brand new studio space and I'm super excited about it. And again, if you're here on YouTube and you can see that I didn't steam my backdrop, like literally go fuck yourself. Don't look at it. All right. That's the kind of toxic part. Okay, that's my laziness showing. I thought about it every day. Every day I thought I should go to Walmart and I should get a fucking steamer. Did I do it? No. I did it. And now I'm sitting here with a wrinkly ass background. You can still see the fold marks. I don't give a fuck. All right. Stop looking at it. Look at me. The point isn't the background. We'll get there eventually. Aesthetics come later, foundation comes first. All right. Moving on. If you have actually taken the time to try to understand yourself, if you have, you know, taken a step back and looked at everything you do in life and you know you're not that hard on yourself and you understand that it's progress not perfection to the entirety of it and you know you you love yourself unconditionally first of all fuck you (laughs) second of all good for you like it probably took you a long time to get to that point or maybe not but that's a second fuck you but maybe not and you know that's some people just are better at it than others but there's nothing wrong with it taking you a little bit longer. So, I'm talking to the normal ones of us who it takes a little bit longer for or are still in the journey of figuring out what the fuck self-love even is. I am just like f bombing it up today. My mom is going to be so pissed at this episode. Now, you guys probably saw the title of this episode and we're like what the fuck is this bitch up to now? Well, before I get into that, I just want to talk to you guys first a little bit about my self-love journey and give you just a little bit of insight about where I'm coming from before we really embark on this challenge and journey together. Because I'm fucking out here doing it with you, friends. I feel like, too, that makes me a little nervous to tell you guys because I feel like a lot of the time when I am looking for content... Or, like, advice on something, I'm looking for it from a person that already has their shit together, that already knows everything that's going on and has accomplished it. And I will say, I will give myself some credit and say that I have really, really severely made progress from like my severe anxiety and depression state to who I am now and the way my mind operates now two totally different people. Like I would say that I'm successful, but y'all know me. (laughs) She can never fully say that it's been done. It's been succeeded. If I don't know, I didn't reach some magical moment. And I feel like I still have some work to do in reaching this like full fledged self-love stage. So, you know, I feel like I have a really good grasp on it. However, I'm I think it's important to say that I'm doing this right here beside you guys. You're not alone and you're not crazy for the way that you feel. And I'm out here just talking about it uh, and publishing it to the world and you're not. So, you know, really, you got a leg up on me because nobody's looking at your failures. and People are looking at mine. So don't worry. You know, it's kind of like when you were in gym class and like you either had I had a fucking teacher that would sit on the bench and scream at us while she ate a Mounds bar, like Almond Joy Mounds. She would eat a Mounds bar and be like, run, run. She was like, okay, we're not weight shaming, but she was overweight and she was mean to me. And she pulled me into the fucking gym closet and told me that I was a disgrace to gym classes everywhere. That's what she said to me, friends. A teacher told a 11 year old girl that she was a disgrace to gym classes everywhere because I was too afraid and embarrassed to fucking get in front of my entire class and try to kick a kickball all right that's what happened because I didn't want to participate so literally f you my point is that I'm telling you that I'm here with you on this journey. I'm not, I'm like my other gym teacher who I loved that used to run the mile with us and didn't make you feel alone compared to her who was telling us to do something but not practicing what she preached. That said, let's get into my self love journey from the beginning. We're just like digging into the roots of it. Like all children, <laughs> we're going way back. Like all children, though, you're a blank slate. However, you still do have personality traits by the time you enter school to an extent, right? It's obviously dependent on who you're raised by, where you live, what you've been exposed to in the first five years of your life. I personally had a pretty outgoing and bubbly and exuberant personality. Who would believe it, right? Here we are now. I was very talkative. I made a lot of friends. I thought it was fun to, you know, share my opinions and be outgoing and talk to people and ask questions and I remember my mom telling me this is years after kindergarten my mom is a teacher and she worked with one of the assistant people that were in my kindergarten classroom and she told her that her and my kindergarten teacher said that I would end in, end up in Hollywood <laughs> And I'm not going to let that go to my head, but the point was the fear aspect of this, right? Like, it was that I didn't care what other people thought. It's that I, you know, wasn't afraid to express myself however I saw fit and didn't, again, care what other people thought of me. Well, that changed pretty fucking quick, as you can imagine. As I expressed myself, people didn't like my opinions and... I was put down and I don't want to go into this whole like people were threatened by me type of deal but I mean I'm not ugly and I have a good personality. I said it. Fucking shoot me. And I think that people didn't like that. Like people didn't I don't like that I mean when I see somebody who's fucking pretty and she's got a good personality I'm like literally fuck you I don't I don't like you fuck you it's like I can't not like you because you're nice but like fuck you why do you get that so I would imagine I'm not the only one that feels that way that other people probably do too and they would try to tear me down because of it and I didn't rise above I did not rise above that shit at fucking all I literally was like oh you don't like me Oh, then I need to change. Okay, let me figure out how to fucking change. I'll do that. I'll be quiet. And I, if I am loud and I do express my opinion, I'll make sure that it matches yours. I'll become a mirror to whatever it is that fits a situation to whoever is cool at the time. And that is basically how I lived my life until probably I was 19 years old. From the time I was like in fucking fourth grade. So what are you, Seven. to like 19 I feel that I developed a lot of my self-worth issues too because like even though I was mirroring these people like even though I was like working hard trying to fucking be what was cool working hard bro (laughs) to try to be what was cool and for some reason it still wasn't good enough I mean now we know the reason now we know the reason is because I wasn't being authentic but you know shimmy on past that but at the time I was like, why if I'm doing everything possible to be cool, why am I still not a hundred percent there yet? Like I was popular. God. I was popular, but I wasn't the most popular. Like I was not maybe this is a better way to word it. I wasn't unpopular, but I wasn't like top dog, if you will again, probably because I wasn't genuine, but that's not what we're focused on here. My point is, is that because I couldn't level up to that top dog level, I never like understood why I wasn't good enough to be. I mean, I would go as low as like trying to undermine some of the top dogs so that they would, you know, be taken down, like, talking shit about people or whatever else. I can't believe I'm fucking admitting that out loud to you guys. But seriously, like, I, I'm talking like high school. I would talk shit about people or, it's like, if I heard something about somebody, I would spread it or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm making myself sound, like, literally so bad. But, I mean, we've all done it, all right? Maybe not. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a fucking cock and a half. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'm just saying that I would contribute to trying to make myself better and if there were people that were putting me down first and made me feel like less and I heard something bad about them yeah I would definitely you know pass that along to a couple people is what it is that's what you do when you don't like somebody and they're fucking rude to you and what goes around comes around bro but it's all a part of this self-worth game I became a people pleaser and I would you know I would just beat myself up about why I would be stuck in these vicious gossip cycles I'd beat myself up about why I wasn't good enough to Whoever to be friends with me, or for whatever guy to like me, like, why couldn't the guys that I like like me back? I could not fucking fathom that. It took me a really long time to comprehend why my friends could get boyfriends and I couldn't get a boyfriend, why my friends could kiss boys and I couldn't kiss boys. I mean, even up to the time that I was graduated from college. And I had broken up with my boyfriend and my friends had bodies, bro. They had bodies. They were hooking up with people constantly. And I fucking couldn't do it. Like I was too big of a pussy. And that's, this is what I thought at the time is that like I, lit- I, couldn't, I couldn't online date. I did not want to meet up with anybody. I, I like tried to have conversations with people. But I, again, like I've told you guys so many times, I cannot do surface level conversations. Like that is just not in my makeup. It's not in my brain. I can't and so like obviously these fuck boys out here don't want to have conversations with me but I don't know how to interact with them otherwise so I'm like I swear to god I'm cool like I swear to god I don't want to be with you long term I just want to hook up with you but I don't know how to just be like oh my god that's a really cool jersey is that like the like Jaguars is that where Tom Brady plays and like be a fucking idiot after years and years and years and years and years and years and years of putting myself through this, I had no concept of who I was or what my personality was, which sounds so fucking bizarre because like I knew I was an outgoing person. I knew that I got anxious sometimes. I knew the way that I like to communicate with people, I guess. I don't know. But like It's such an instant gratification thing. Like, you want so badly to, like, understand that. Like, you think you can just go do a journaling prompt quick and you'll fucking figure it out. And it's just, like, not the way that it works. But so because of that, because I didn't know who I was, I was constantly looking for this validation in other people that I would seek out other people to be accepted by them. So, I mean, I would have friends, but I... I would just let them treat me however they saw fit because I just wanted to be good enough for them. And I can literally hear my mom's voice ingrained in the back of my head saying, like, stop letting people walk all over you. And I was always like, I know, mom, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'm not going to let them walk on me. But that was a fucking lie because the next fucking moment that they would literally be like, oh, you want to hang out with us again? I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm good enough for you now. I can come hang out with you now. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, it was literally so pathetic. People would backstab me. People would just, like, even if they weren't being, like, a horrible, horrible person, they didn't have my best interest at heart. Like, they would say mean things to me or, like, I would be the butt of the joke. Something along those lines. It just wasn't a genuine, true, kind friendship that was enriching and built you up. And, I mean, that's obviously to be expected when you're growing up, but it, I totally let that overtake who I was. I did not rise above it in any way, shape, or form. I totally succumbed to like the whole self-worth battle. And of course then... As I got older, it translated into relationships and I got into relationships with people that didn't treat me nicely. They cheated on me. They manipulated me. They did whatever else. And I would really like that guy. And so I would be doing everything I could to try to be good enough for the guy that I liked. Like, I like you so much. Why don't you like me? Now, obviously, looking back at it, it's kind of like, did I like that guy so much? I don't know. I think I was more so just looking for the validation from him. But I just, in any relationship that I looked for, I was looking for that validation. And then, because I didn't receive it for so long, I kind of got bitter. I I decided, like, I took the hurt from being rejected for so long because again, I was rejected because I was seeking it out. Like maybe these people didn't even do anything that bad to me, but I didn't feel satisfactory for them. and I identified with that and I fucking like totally let that hurt me so bad because I didn't meet their standard. instead of just setting my own, I was not set it I was not meeting their expectation and I was literally beside myself because of it. I got bitter. I turned myself off to everybody. I obviously didn't change who I was. Like I wasn't a fucking dick to people. I wasn't unkind or anything like that. But I definitely cut people off more. Like if friends did me wrong, I would cut them off or I would stand up for myself more. I would set boundaries better. There were definitely good things that came with it. I ended the relationship that was horrible for me like there were good things that came with it but also with it I just shut off people completely like I decided that I didn't really want to have friends at all so I didn't really have a lot of people in my life and when it came to guys I wouldn't be receptive I wouldn't be doing what I normally would do and like trying to get to know the person and allowing them to get to know me I would keep them at arm's length because I wouldn't want to get hurt and it made my life a lot harder so at this point I had. I thought that I had gotten to the self-love point. I love myself enough to not allow people into my life and to keep them away from me and to not let anybody hurt me. And that's what I thought was self-love. But really, I was just this hardened shell of a version of myself. And it wasn't actually true self-love. It was just fear and pushing everybody else away to keep that from happening. And while this was happening, I no longer, I learned to no longer use the validation of others to determine my self-worth, which was definitely a good thing, but it didn't just disappear. I just applied it somewhere else. I literally would look at things on the internet and I would see, you know, people that had really nice hair, really nice skin. They were going to great places. They were on boats. They had tons of friends. They were traveling. They were snowboarding on mountains. And I could not understand why my life was so mundane and I drove myself fucking nuts trying to make my life not average. And now, okay, I'm not comparing myself to the people in my life, but... I'm 100% comparing myself to the whole world on the internet and making my life out to be like some piece of shit when it's not. But I'm not setting myself up for success because I'm holding myself to some fucking standard. I always just chalked this up to you know leveling up and trying to become the best version of myself. But the issue with trying to become the best version of yourself is when you think that the version of yourself right now isn't good enough. If you are looking at outwards for other things to make your life better that would make you a better person that would make your life more exciting or adventurous or whatever it is that you're looking for and you're replacing your current reality with a reality that you wish to one day achieve that's where the fucking issue is because there's nothing wrong with the life you're living right now all you need to do is just say oh that's cool They are on a mountain on a fucking vacation. I want to do that. What can I do? I'm going to research that, look up how much that is, save this much money out of my paycheck every fucking two weeks, and I'm going to go on that trip eventually and make that happen. Not turning around and fucking beating yourself up because you haven't achieved it yet. That's what you're upset about. That's what you're upset about is that you have not achieved it yet, but you just fucking found out about it. I mean, or maybe you didn't just find out about it, but you have just felt in you now like, oh, why haven't I done that yet? Or maybe you look at your friends and they're achieving things that you want to achieve. Stop focusing on their path. Stop focusing on their path because you putting your energy towards that person's path is taking away from you building your own path. Do you hear me? Like you are putting your energy watching what they're doing saying, "Oh, I wish I could do this, this, this and that" instead of saying, "Oh, okay, they bought a house. I would like to buy a house. So, I'm going to do this in my path in order to buy a pa- to in order to buy a house." It's not that hard. It's not that serious, and you're hurting yourself for absolutely no reason. You're wasting time and energy and you're never going to, you know, fully love yourself or feel that satisfaction inside of you if you're wasting all this energy stressing about somebody else. About a year and a half ago, I had a group of my girlfriends come stay at my apartment when I was still living in The Loop in downtown Chicago. We were going to Lollapalooza, which was about an eight-minute walk from my house. We got ready in my high-rise apartment. You can look out my giant windows and see the Sears Tower. And we walked downstairs and we started walking towards Lakeshore Drive where the fucking festival is and my boyfriend drove by on his motorcycle and I threw something in his backpack I ran out in the street threw something in his backpack and was running back towards my friends and while I was running back my friend I would consider her my friend but truthfully she's more of a mutual like we've never hung out never had a conversation outside of our friends we don't have each other's phone numbers so my point in telling you that is that she was like completely She didn't have a good, clear vision of my life. She was more of like an outside point of view. And she was like, wow, Sarah, your life is really so incredible. Like, this is so awesome. Like, what your life is right now. And... I was like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Like, I was seriously was like so caught off guard and was so like, no, it's not. Like, my life is garbage, trash, dumpster fire, disgusting. Like, that's not true. I'm miserable 90% of the time. I'm broke from fucking living down here. It absolutely sucks. I don't get to do any of the things that I want to do. It doesn't absolutely suck. I actually really enjoyed living in the city, but I just meant like my life at that time because I was constantly comparing myself to everybody else and what everybody else was accomplishing. I felt that it wasn't enough. So to hear her say something like that, to hear her say that my life was so great. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Obviously, I didn't say that to her. I was just like, really, that's nice. But I just couldn't stop thinking about that. And that was not anywhere close to my breaking point. I just think looking back now, how much perspective that gives me because she was somebody that was from a more rural area compared to Chicago. I don't know if she's actually from like a rural, rural area. I'm just saying like more rural compared to Chicago. And that just goes to show you that it's all about perspective. Like, so I'm sitting here looking at these internet people's lives, like totally fantasizing about what they have and what I don't. When this girl in real life was like, wow, Sarah, and is experiencing it in real life with me. It's like, wow, Sarah, your life is really cool. So like, (laughs) it's all about perspective because obviously to her, it is cool. But like I grew up 20 minutes outside of that and sure it was cool that I lived downtown just because that's always like an accomplishment to live in this big city. But like I didn't see it that way because it was my normal where for her it wasn't normal to her and she was like wow this is really awesome. Did you know that on average we have 70,000 thoughts in one day (laughs) and it gets better. 98% of those thoughts, 98% of those thoughts are repeats from yesterday, from fucking today. That's crazy. 98% of them you've had. 98%. I'm sorry, I've said it a thousand times, but holy shit, can you fucking grasp that? Wait, it gets better. 80%, 80% of those thoughts are fucking negative on average. 80% of them. That's craziness. That is crazy crazy, bro. You know, you can watch YouTube. You can read books. You can watch TED Talks. You can look shit up on Pinterest. You can do all of those things and you should always do those things. Those are always going to be good for you because if 80% of your thoughts are negative, it's obviously going to be pretty fucking ingrained in your brain. So you need to have those outside sources in order to rewire the way that you think. But for you to think, That if you've been thinking like this for the past however fucking long that you're just going to read a book and get something good out of it and then you're going to be fucking better like you're just going to wake up one day and be fucking better and you're not going to think like that anymore. That's insane. You are insane and you're fucking wrong. That's not true. You have to work towards Changing your mindset. And, you know, it is just as simple as changing your mindset. And fucking people are always going to say that. It's just switch your mindset. And you can do that. But, you know, just because you fucking... Heard, again heard something good in a book and now you're able to recognize your negative thought and switch it to a positive one a couple times that does not mean you're cured like that does not mean you suddenly love yourself it takes fucking work and intention and effort and even though I say it takes work and intention and effort and it takes those things on a daily basis that makes it sound like it's a lot like it's going to be difficult and it's going to be the worst thing ever and you have to like be doing things constantly it's not like that it's just that you have have. have to practice every single day at it. You have to put something into practice every single day when the opportunity presents itself. Like for example, if you're going to go out to eat and the person says to you, let's go out to eat. What do you want to eat? And normally you are like me and you're like afraid of making the wrong decision or maybe you don't want the person to judge the place that you chose. I don't fucking know. Some reason that relates back to You not being confident in your own skin and not being able to choose a place. Well, there you go. There's an opportunity that you can practice it. Take a step back and say, where would I go if I was alone? What decision would I make if I was alone? If it was just me that relied on this choice, what would I choose? And then there you go. You got your fucking choice and practice it. It's just practice, 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 practice. It's not going to be perfect and it's going to take time. It's going to take time. I've always felt like one day I was just going to feel this immense love for myself and that's just not how it is. It's just that from, you know, the time that I was at my lowest to now, like I said at the beginning of this there's a big difference. It's like when you're losing weight over time. Like, yeah, maybe if you're like doing intense dieting and intense working out, you see the consistent weight loss, but this isn't that. This is, you know, weight loss over time. This is you muscle growth over time. You don't see the, the outcome, the results right away. It takes time. And then suddenly you look at a progress picture and you're like, holy shit, I look fucking different. It's the same concept it takes time and you don't even realize that it's happening, but you have to consistently practice at it in order to make sure that it's always being implemented. Everybody wants to achieve this idea of self-love. Again, you look shit up about it and they give you these how-tos on how you're going to fucking make that happen. But there is no how-to. Self-love is such a big topic. It is such a broad topic. And It's so funny that it is because self-love is so specific to you. It is so individualized to the person itself. What works for me might not work for you. What works for Tim works for Tim. What works for Jill works for Jill. It's like I've talked to you guys about my morning routine, but I swear to God, it's just such a good example. That's why I talk about it all the time because I literally have tried to do a morning routine for so long because I thought that I needed to follow the specific morning routine (laughs) of somebody who's successful. I thought there was a right way to do it, that there was a way I was supposed to do it in order to get to the destination that I wanted to go. But why would my 24-year-old me who's working from home and living in North Carolina and living paycheck to paycheck and whatever else about me, why would my morning routine make me feel the same way That a 45-year-old man who's a CEO and is a fucking millionaire, why would our morning routines make us feel the same? Because essentially the morning routine, all it is, is just something that's supposed to kickstart you. It's supposed to be something that makes you feel good so that you can get your day started, so that you can be productive. So what's going to make you be productive? What's going to make you love yourself? not me, not him, not her, what's going to make you love yourself. That's what you need to practice. That's what you need to do. It's that fucking specific. Did you guys fucking know? I'm just full of facts for you guys today. (laughs) But positive emotions can literally improve the integrity of your heart. And guess what that means? That the opposite is true. That negative emotions can actually harden your arteries. That's fucking crazy. If you can harden an organ in your body. Are our, our arteries organs? They are today. If you can harden an artery in your fucking body with negative emotion. If you fucking think that you read a fucking book and you practice something for two seconds that that means that you're suddenly going to be better. You're so fucking wrong. You're so fucking wrong. That's not how that works. It's going to take time. It takes fucking time for your artery to harden. It's going to take goddamn time for it to get better. It's going to take time for your mind to get better. They're in the same place. They're doing the same things. They're both fucking body parts trying to keep you alive and trying to keep you going. It is the same goddamn thing. Just like you can make yourself fucking miserable, you can make yourself fucking feel better. It's the same thing. It's not that serious. It's not that in-depth. It is literally the way that our bodies and brains and hearts and we function. It's just the way we fucking function. It's not that in-depth. We can do it the bad way. We can do it the easy way. It's up to you. It's literally up to you how you want to live your life. I want you guys... To take a moment, just take a fucking moment and pause this if you have to. Take a moment and picture your life. Picture what you would be like, what it would smell like, what it would taste like, what it would feel like to fully wholeheartedly love yourself, to love the way your body looks, to love the way your voice sounds, to love the things that come out of your mouth, to love your ideas. To love the way that you try and the way that you maybe you fail and the way that you succeed. Love yourself for the way that you argue for the mistakes that you make and obviously maybe you're not going to like those mistakes but you don't beat yourself up for them. You take them as a learning curve and you say oh okay well I tried that let me just move forward let me just switch this little piece in what I did To try to see if that will get me closer to success compared to failing again. And now I'm grateful that I know that mistake. Can you imagine a world that you did that? Can you imagine how fucking good that would feel? It's also possible that that seems unfathomable. The other day I went on a walk and while I was coming home, there was a car sitting in the driveway to my apartment complex. And there was a man talking to somebody that had a beautiful giant dog (laughs) with him. And I tried to cut across the lawn Because there was a guy walking towards me that had already cat called me once on this walk. And so I was trying to avoid him. And so I was cutting across the street early and trying to cut across the lawn. But as I did that, the guy with the dog yelled at the dog because I caught the dog's attention. And so I was trying to not disrupt what they were doing. And then I was like, oh shit, like, okay, I'll just like walk around and walk a different way. So as I walked around a different way, there was a car that was zooming in should turn into the apartment complex and as I'm walking across the driveway the dog runs up to me so I kind of like grab the dog and I'm like come this way like just stay with me stay with me because I didn't want him to obviously get hit by the car so the car goes past and the owner was like thank you and started apologizing because the dog was like jumping on me and stuff and I just was like yeah whatever I started to walk away the dog Her name was Luna, follows me, and he's like, Luna, why do you keep following her? And I turned around and was like, She just has good taste. And he was like, Yeah, I can see that. And then I just kept walking. And normally, and I say normally because I started to fucking do this then, is I would start reeling about what I said to that person. And the reason I do that is because of that validation that I suffered with for so long. I. Got to that hardened state, and I stopped talking to people altogether. I would just avert eye contact. I would keep my head down. I wouldn't make conversations with people. And for the past few months, a little bit, like a while now, I've been trying to be better about interacting with people. (laughs) Honestly, it started because I realized when my boyfriend and I would go places, like let's say we would go to a bar, and we sit at the bar. The bartender would greet us both and I would just let my boyfriend answer for us. Like, ew, what is that? Like, I can't fucking talk for myself. And when I made that realization, I was like, all right, I apparently don't talk to anybody. So now I try to be more interactive with humans when I'm out in public. And so this was one of those efforts that I was like, I was interacting with somebody and normally I would come back and I would start to reel and I would think like why did I say that was that weird what did the person think of me what was his perception of what I said did he think I was trying to hit on him did he think that that was strange whatever but then I took a step back and was like would I have taken that back would I have taken back what I just said and the answer was no because I say that shit all the time like what I'm talking about you know if someone's hitting on me and my boyfriend points it out and I say, yeah, well, you can't blame him. He's just got good taste. Like, it's just one of my jokes. It's something that I say all the time. So like, no, I wouldn't take it back. And that's why you have to be comfortable in your own skin. And that's why you have to know who you are. And you have to get to this point of knowing your personality and figuring out at least a little bit who it is you are so that you can stand by what you say. Because if you stand by what you say, you'll be comfortable in your own skin. It won't matter what you say because you'll be like, no, I wouldn't take it back. I I stand by what I say or I stand by what I do. If you're taking action on something and you believe in the action that you're taking, you will feel comfortable in your own skin because again, you wouldn't change it. Where if you do something and you're like, hmm, I don't know if I would do it like that again like that was kind of stupid like I did an anxious thing or whatever that's when you don't feel good that's when you feel uncomfortable so you have to figure out through practice who you are and why you do the things that you do so that you don't ever want to take them back and you feel good in your own skin and that's how we got here You've obviously read the title of the episode. Self-love is feeling good in your own skin. And I'm so fucking excited. I've been talking to you guys about this thing that I've had planned for the last month and I'm so fucking excited to talk to you about it. I was at Hot Yoga. I go every Sunday. I was at yoga the other day and I do long deep stretch yoga. So we're in these poses for upwards of like three minutes. And that's is a lot of time for me to think about things. And because it's yoga, you like feel good and you're doing good. And so normally I have a lot of like epiphanies and breakthroughs while I'm doing this. So they play music while you're doing yoga and it's normally nice, slow, calm music. And what do you think of when you do that? A lot of the time they're love songs. Okay. So I'm sitting in this pose and you are the reason by Callum Scott comes over the speaker. And I do this thing, whether it's songs, whether it's things that I see on the internet, whatever, I have had issues in the past of, lack of self-trust and making bad decisions and not taking a step back to see if I still like the person that I'm even dating. And so when I hear those things, I kind of check myself or I'll read through them to be like, if it says like, are you dating a good guy? Five signs you're dating a good guy, whatever. And so I like read through them and kind of analyze it to make sure that I still am, check myself really quick. So far the answer is still yes. (laughs) But I was sitting in this position and this song comes on and it says something like, I climb every mountain I swim every ocean just to be with you blah 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 and I started to think like is this my boyfriend is that my boyfriend do I feel that way about my boyfriend and then I had this total fucking epiphany why isn't it me why can't it be about me literally changed my life literally changed my fucking life I went home and immediately just started playing love songs to see if it applied to every single one. And granted, my theory was not correct. It does not apply to every single song because the song has to relate to you. It has to resonate with you. But there are so many songs that make sense for it. You sit there and you intentionally apply the love song to you. The love song isn't for fucking him, babe. It's for you it's for you oh my god I'm so excited about this it, it's like literally changed my entire perspective on everything if you can love somebody else that much if you could want that love with somebody else that much and want somebody to love you that much why would you not be able to love yourself that much why could you not that's fathomable that's possible you can fucking do that that being said I am so Beyond fucking excited to bring you guys the first annual 28 days of self love challenge. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so fucking excited. They say it takes 21 days to build a habit. I think that's the biggest fucking piece of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life because I've done things for 21 days and that shit doesn't stick. I have to do it much longer for it to become a habit. But. What I do think is true is it gives you a pretty good fucking window into what your life would look like if you continued to implement those habits. It starts to rewire your brain. That's where the habit building starts is at those 21 days. So after 28 days, I think you are going to have a pretty fucking good idea about what it feels like to love yourself, about what it feels like to incorporate self-love habits into your daily life. And if you stop doing them on March 1st. I promise you, I promise you by March 5th, you are going to feel the same difference that you feel when you've been eating healthy and then you eat McDonald's and you shit your fucking brains out. It's the same exact thing. You are going to notice a difference if you consistently do this for the next 28 days. You are going to build the practice enough that you will want to continue the practice and be able to take pieces from the challenge that you can apply into your lifestyle that fit comfortably into your lifestyle to continue to build this habit and build this foundation of self-love for yourself and learn what that actually looks like. Because when you hear it or you read quotes about it or you do whatever about it, it's just brief moments. But we are going to intentionally work for the next 28 days towards loving ourselves. Sarah, you're freaking me out. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fucking work. And I'm not down for a lot of fucking work. Well, guess what? Tune in because it's not. Here's how this shit's gonna work. We're gonna do a few different things here. Let me break it down for you. First of all, we have talked about the love languages here on this channel before. The love languages are from a book by Gary Chapman. If you want more information about it, I definitely suggest reading the book because it's super fucking good. And also, if you don't know your own personal love language, there's a quiz online. Literally, just look up love language quiz, you can find it. We talk about it though for other people. The love languages were literally created to better your intimate relationships with your significant other. So it originally is for a significant other. We have talked about it here on Wellish, applying it to friendships. We talked about it a couple weeks ago in one of my interviews. After that interview, I had a friend reach out to me to talk about love languages between friends because she didn't agree that you should use your love languages on your friend because she felt that that was too high maintenance. When we originally started speaking, she thought that you know, to have to tend to each individual friend's love language was a little bit extreme where when you're doing it with an intimate partner, you know, you want that deep connection with your partner. And that's where I let my friend know Exactly. It's when you want a deep connection. You know, you don't do it with all your fucking friends, with these acquaintances that you're just partying with. Who cares what their love language is? But if you want a deep connection with another person, you might want to cue into their love language because it's going to help you. It's going to let you in on why they operate the way that they operate and ways that you can both communicate and tend to your relationship a little bit better. So if we're doing it in relationships, And we're doing it in deep friendships. Don't you want that deep connection with yourself? So that said, we are going to practice a love language on ourselves every single day. Because yes, you have a love language that is yours, that you are most compatible with. But essentially, you want all of the love languages. That's like the way it works. So the love languages are quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch. You want all five in a relationship, but you normally have one or two that like are very crucial for you. So it might be beneficial for you to go and take that quiz before you start this because how the days pan out, you're only going to be able to do six activities for three of the love languages and five activities for two of the love languages. So I would pick the three that you resonate with the absolute most, which the quiz online will give you the three you resonate with most. And do those three, you have the six, and then your remaining two, you can do the five. Or fuck it, do vice versa. If you feel that you want to practice it a little bit heavier in those two areas that it doesn't mean as much to you. Do this however you want to do it. Here's how it works. Every day, you're going to choose a way at random about how to show yourself love using the love languages. So at the beginning here, you're going to make a list of all the things that you think you're going to do. One of them a day. Let me give you a couple examples because it could be a little bit hard to come up with them, so I just wanted to share some with you. So some self-love things that you can do for acts of service. You can volunteer, you can meal prep, you can get a massage, you can get a car wash, you can make your bed, clean your space, do your hair, do your nails. Anything along those lines. Something that's going to benefit you, that you're doing something for you. For quality time, you can do things like yoga, prayer, reading, gardening, journaling, meditation, taking a bath, adult coloring, cleaning your space. Something along those lines. Something that you are taking time to get to know yourself. For words of affirmation, you can do positive self-talk. You can make a gratitude list. You can make a vision board. That's a really cool one. Compliment yourself. Read self-help books. Write yourself a love letter. Write positive sticky notes and stick them around your entire house. Watch a motivational speech. Watch an inspiring documentary. For receiving gifts, you can enroll in a class, buy a new plant, invest in a hobby, learn a new skill, buy essential oils, try a new perfume, upgrade your wardrobe, take yourself on a trip, buy yourself something nice. It doesn't have to, if money is an object, it doesn't have to be, you know, so extreme. You can just go to the store and buy yourself a Snickers bar or get yourself a ice cream cone or go outside and pick yourself a flower. And last but not least, for physical touch, you can do things like hair removal, take a bath, cuddle your pets, Get some exercise, a skincare routine, give yourself a massage, do your hair, stretch, dance. If you want to really go far with it, masturbate, you know, whatever you got to do. Maybe you learn to give yourself a G-spot orgasm. <laughs> Who knows? The options are endless. And my point with that is that you don't have to do these things at all. Do what works for you. This is going to be the biggest thing throughout this entire challenge. You cannot do what you think might work for somebody else. You have to do what's going to work for you. And that's why I want you to sit down at the beginning of this and make a list. Sit down and put time into thinking what is going to work for you individually and what things do you want to do this month that are going to show you love. So you can write them all down the best way. And this is the way that I think that I'm going to execute it is I'm going to write each of these things on a popsicle stick and put it in a jar. Everything is neutral. So you don't know which act of service you're going to be doing that day, pulling it out and just doing whatever it is that you're that you pull. You can also, you know, get just a freezer bag, write a bunch of sticky notes, put them on a sticky note and throw them into a bag and you pull it out. And that's how you execute it. You know, you don't have to make it cute and get fucking popsicle sticks. Just do whatever it is that works for you. But you're going to make a list at the beginning of this and then put all of those things on to in, into something that you can pull at random so that every single day you pull something at random and you choose to commit to doing one thing that shows your self-love every single day. The next thing that we're going to be doing this month is we are going to be creating your own self-love playlist. Every day, I want you to listen to at least one love song and intentionally think about applying it to yourself. I will give you guys a list of some of my favorite ones, but again, you have to find what resonates with you. You can look up love songs on Apple Music and on Spotify. You can ask Alexa to play love songs. And as you find songs that you like. You can tell those playlists to play more songs like that and find the ones that work for you. And again, they are not all going to resonate with you. But as they do, I want you to write down the ones that you do. And I want you to listen to at least one a day. I like to listen to mine when I'm getting ready in the morning, but I've also listened to them while I'm driving. I've listened to them while I'm cooking or while I'm cleaning. I've listened to them while I've been working. Just find a time that you can intentionally hear the lyrics of the song and think about what it would feel like to be singing that to yourself or what it sounds like to allow that song to be talking to you and applying it to yourself the next thing that we're going to do this month is I want you to set a timer on your phone for 60 seconds. And I want you to rattle off the things that you like about yourself, the things that you're proud of yourself for. Even if you have to fucking whisper it in your house because there's other people around that could hear you. Get it, Go into your car, go for a drive. It's 60 seconds, 60 seconds. That's it. And it might be a little awkward at first, but you'll be surprised. I, a few months ago when I started doing this, I was laying in a tanning bed and I ch- tried to do this for 12 minutes. I was able to do this. I was able to list things that I was proud of myself for that I liked about myself. Do you know how fucking shocked I was? I I, I still am shocked. I can't even imagine that I would be able to for 12 minutes be able to do it. But I did. And it felt fucking great it feels fucking great to do this and if you do it every single day you are going to remember those things they are going to be ingrained into your brain and as you live your life and are showing up in situations in your life you're going to remember I like this about myself I know that this is okay about me and you're going to get more comfortable in your own skin and of course the final thing that I want you guys to do in this next 28 day challenge is I'm going to be publishing an episode for you guys every single fucking day in February. Now, you're not going to get stuck listening to me like you are now for 30 minutes to an hour. They're going to be shorter episodes, 20 minutes or less about every fucking tiny little detail about self-love to not only inspire you into a world of what it looks like to actually love yourself and see that as a possibility, but with tools on how to actually make this a reality for yourself. I promise it's not that complicated. A love language task every day, writing down what song resonated with you, writing down what affirmation resonated with you, and listening to your Wellish podcast. Where are you going to keep track of all of this, you ask? Well, don't you fucking worry, because I made a workbook for all of you guys to do this it's in the link of my bio. Also, this is all like free. Like we're doing this. I don't give one fuck. Like, did you think that you had to pay for it? You don't because I'm, I just think that we all deserve a little bit of self-love and this is what we're going to do. So I'm putting it in my, uh, uh, the link in my bio. You can find it on my Instagram or on Wellish's Instagram. Or, you know, if you're my friend, shoot me a text, send me an email, something like that. I'll send it over to you. I'm not going to fucking spam you with stuff or whatever. It's literally just so you can write all of your thoughts down in one space. In the workbook, I'm going to have the space for you to make your list of love language challenges. I'm going to have a space for you to write down every day one song that resonated with you, one affirmation that resonated with you, and then I have the schedule for all of February's Wellish posts so you can keep an eye out for which ones you think are going to resonate the most with you. Obviously, I suggest you listen to all of them. That's how you're going to get the most out of it. And then I also have reflection space in the workbook for you to reflect on each episode and write down any epiphanies or breakthroughs that you have about ways that you could love yourself better and how you can apply that to your own life. You can totally just listen to the podcast. You're obviously going to get something out of that. But if you really want to hone in on this self-love thing, if you really want to take it to the next level, if you really are fucking sick of just listening to it as a concept and not ever actually feeling good in your own skin and feeling this immense, overwhelming, beautiful love for yourself, commit to the challenge. Tell yourself that you are going to spend the next 28 days committed to loving you and learning what that's like, learning what that looks like, learning what that feels like, so that you can continue to implement habits that work for you in the future. You are going to be able to know what works for you and how to continue to practice it after these 28 days. Commit to just 28 days of your entire life. Commit to 28 days to love you, to know what that's like. If you've always wanted it, Just fucking do it. Taking action every single day and putting into practice every single day is only going to build those habits. It's only going to show your body and your brain what it feels like. To experience this and to apply this to your life. I am so excited to share this with you guys. I am obviously going to be doing it with you. I would not tell you to do something that I don't do myself. I've been practicing this myself and I really think it works and I'm looking forward to continuing to commit to doing this every single day for the next 28 days. So on February 1st check out day one of the 28 day self-love challenge. We are not fucking leaving here without loving ourselves. We are not fucking leaving here Without feeling good in our own skin. I am so fucking serious. If you're over it, if you are sick of reading books and seeing shit online, we're doing this. We're fucking doing this. We're doing it together. We got this. We got this. We're literally there's no other option. We're going to love ourselves and we're gonna feel good. That's it. It's it. It's that simple. So normally I would say I will talk to you guys next Monday, but I will talk to you guys in two fucking days. You can follow me on the Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt. You can follow Wellish at Wellish Podcast. Both of those are where you're going to be able to get your workbook. Also, quick caveat, I just posted a new vlog, so make sure to check that out on my YouTube. It's just my name, Sarah Rittendale. Other than that, I am so looking forward to spending the next 28 fucking days together. I will talk to you guys very, very, very soon. Bye, guys.